Welcome to another episode of Today's Tick. My name is Trent Scheidecker. I'm a chiropractor and I'm also an advocate for chiropractors who locate, analyze, and facilitate the correction of vertebral subluxation for the better expression of the body's innate intelligence. Each week we like to study in an inspiring principle, question, or chiropractor to help you acquire today's philosophy, science, and art of chiropractic. Thanks for investing your time with us as a student of chiropractic. Now let the class begin. We are back with another Today's Tick podcast, and we have our special friend, guest, mentor, a teacher, author, Joe Strauss, back with us. Because, uh, Joe, if you remember correctly, the last time we left off, you said uh, you enjoyed sharing your thoughts, and your thoughts were going to be the last thing to go. And I know you still got uh, plenty of thoughts left in you. And so I want to welcome you back to another, another conversation on chiropractic and and uh, where you, you put your time and, and love and passion into the profession when you were actively involved and, uh, and see where the conversation takes us. Okay, thanks, Trent. Uh, I think that my, uh, my, my books are kind of like my kids. Uh, they, you know, they both were very different, but, uh, and, but they were, and the problem was that, uh, that they were like 13 years apart, my, my two daughters. And so it was almost like raising two individual children. And sometimes I, I get, uh, sometimes I get the uh, my my kids mixed up. In fact, uh, my older daughter grew up thinking her name was Trey Tam because Tracy was her name and Tammy was her sister's name, and they were thirteen years apart. And uh, so uh, I, I, she think she thought her name was Trey Tam. Uh, because that's you so I, I hope I won't do that with my books and I do have uh, some notes here to, uh, on on the books so that since that's I think about 13 years apart also uh, I'm, uh, I'm my, my thoughts are still being developed and and one of the things about chiropractic is that you can go uh, as deep as you want and uh, yes I'm, well, you know, I, I, I didn't have too much written down before this conversation because I can easily feed off of your wealth of knowledge. Uh, but the one question I had was, you know, why, why go above and beyond just uh, practicing chiropractic? You know, why, why did Joe Strauss get into uh, this mission of refining it? Like we discussed on our last conversation uh, with, you know, your, your books, over 20 books and uh, teaching and getting involved uh, within the profession at that level, I guess, you know, why, 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 what, what prompted Joe to do what you did within the profession? Yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a good question. Uh, <clears throat> in fact, there were two, a couple times in, my, in the history of my, my profession where I, I left teaching and thought, thought I would go back into just practicing. And, uh, but I always had that, that strong desire to, to teach and, and, and the, and the knowledge that, uh, that I had 
in chiropractic, I thought it was important that I that I share with uh, students and then and then chiropractors. And, uh, so that's why I I uh, I went that in that direction. That's why I'm still motivated to do that direction. I think I have kind of a calling to teach to some some extent, and and I I enjoyed it through the time that I was in it. Uh, so I continue to to do it and. Uh, that's why I'm uh, taking that's this great. today. <laughs> that's great. So let's dive in. You know, give us a give us a a taste of uh, you know what you did in your realm of teaching, so that you can open up the eyes to more students of chiropractic. Uh, all that's available for them uh, still currently with your blue books, and uh, you know, give us a little background. Okay. Glasses. Uh, I, I, I wrote my first book in, published it in 1991. So uh, uh, that's a lot of that's a lot of years ago. And uh, I really wrote that. Actually, I wrote it really in a uh, uh, a draft form, and and put it into kind of like a, a loose leaf notebook format and for students and. Uh, and, and uh, one of the students I gave it to uh, wrote it because the students had to, had to read the book for uh, class. And one of the students wrote it, uh, and she uh, yeah. she read it, and she said that. Uh, uh, well, first of all, she she did some critique of it, and which I thought was you know kind of kind of. Presumptuous of her being a student, but uh, she wrote it in the end. She she made it, made the comment uh, if I were to write up if I were to write books, meaning her, uh, she said you would be the hero. And uh, and at that she ended up uh, editing a number of my books. She just happened to have graduated from Carnegie Mellon with a writing uh, degree, and so she she. Read and I wrote read her comments and they were really good in the ads of the book and uh, she ended up being my editor for for a number of years after that and she took over my practice and uh, she's still practicing there today uh, so that's how I wrote the first book first book was called chiropractic philosophy not like not really a, a unique title but uh, one that I thought was really appropriate. And what I wanted to reflect in that first book was the differences that I came about in my understanding of chiropractic over the years. And, and uh, from the time 1927 was the first book that uh, was written, and it was written by R.W. Stevenson. And uh, it, of course, reflected... From 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 primarily the, uh, the philosophy that B.J. Palmer had taught, uh, well, Stevenson, and so I wanted to reflect that philosophy, but I also understood over the years that I was in there uh, just how things have changed, how uh, wording has changed, understanding has changed, and I wanted to reflect uh, what I understood that. Uh, philosophy to be during uh, the, those years that I learned it and 
began to uh, teach it and understand it. And uh, I, I, I thought that chiropractic had changed, uh, much like many editions uh, of, of the Bible have changed. Uh, I, I think there's everything from the, the, uh, uh, the, the, the original Greek to the uh, languages that we speak today, the, uh, the, the American Standard version and, uh, and so there's there's a lot of ex uh, additions of chiropractic uh, or of christianity uh, that that we understand as far as the bible is concerned and, and i wanted to reflect those differences in chiropractic how that is being uh, presented differently and uh, we we understand that, that it is and that's what we practice today and uh, you would know it as objective chiropractic. Um, some people would call it traditional chiropractic, but the traditions of chiropractic have, have changed over the years also. And uh, I think I wanted to reflect the differences that we have today and how, the, how those differences uh, are presented in chiropractic today. Yeah, that's... First of all, yeah, no, that's uh, that's a really good overview of what got you started on the first book. And I remember the first book I picked up from you or read of yours uh, was actually a book that you handed out to your practice members, Enhance. Uh, uh, well, now I can't think of it off the top of my head. Is it a... Experience. Say that again, Joe. Experience, yes. Yes, yes. Lay people and... Uh, and of course, most students were lay people before they were chiropractic yes. students. And so uh, I thought at the time that that was uh, a, a good book to uh, to present to uh, to the lay people. And so that was presented, that was written for lay public. And uh, there's, of course, some things that I would explain a little differently now than I did then. Uh, but... Uh, that's right. That's why you have multiple books. Yeah, that's why people now have, uh, as far as the, the Bible is the the Good News Bible, is as far as uh, rather than the the original King James, and yep. uh, try to make it more understandable. And I think that was what I was doing uh, in the in that book, Enhance Your Life Experience. Yeah, so if, if you haven't read any of Joe's books, uh, starting with the simple one and working your way into it uh, is uh, kind of almost what, uh, you know, where your mind started when you started really diving into the profession or into the refinement of uh, chiropractic and uh, starting with enhance your life experience or even just chiropractic philosophy. Those two are uh, the top favorite books of mine that you have written, uh, but let's walk in a little bit deeper here now uh, once we get through those introductory books on chiropractic philosophy you really go um, and you spent from 1991 when when did you stop writing the blue books probably late 2000s 2000s I think 2016 or something I think the okay that sounds all right so uh 
Yes. Yeah, so for almost 20 years, you were writing and through those 20 years and, uh, and all those blue books that you spent your, your love and passion for teaching on, what, what was the objective of, uh, of refining the message? I mean, walk us through, I guess, a little bit in detail of where your heart and passion went with, uh, with the books starting, you know, after the chiropractic philosophy book and, and going further into detail with that. Yeah, my first, my actually my second book. Again, these books were written for students because when I started, I was teaching at, at, at school. Very good. And these books were written for students. And um, the second book I wrote was case management for straight chiropractors, and that book was for the purpose because many students were coming to me with questions, especially as I was the philosophy instructor. And of course, their, their, their teaching in, in chiropractic school was uh, kind of, uh, in a way, uh, even though we were a straight chiropractic school, uh, they had to learn a lot of other things. And that caused some confusion in the student's mind as far as what chiropractic really was. And so they asked a lot of questions. and. And those questions, uh, uh, I reflected on those questions as far as the students were concerned. And that was the second book I wrote, which was case management. I thought, yeah. we need to practically explain chiropractic in a practical manner to the public. And in order for that to be explained uh, to the public, it needs to be understood by the, uh, the chiropractic student and, and be, who would be eventually become a chiropractor and would have to teach those things himself in his office. And so I, I, I utilized that material to, to write the second book, which was case management for straight chiropractors. And I, and I would like to add, you know, 20 years later, case management is still a very hot topic within the profession and ever changing. And in my years in the profession, which have only been nine, I've poured time and money and energy into the, into the case management. So I applaud you for starting right into your second book on and helping students realize how important case management is uh, with, uh, you know, specifically case management for vertebral subluxation because even in today's practice that's something that my team of chiropractors and myself are constantly training on and improving because uh, case management is uh, really the heart and soul of why you know how you're doing why you do what you do so i love the second book and i applaud you for diving into that where did you go from that, Joe, from case management? Where did you spend uh, some time uh, with the rest of the books? Well, I guess the, the, uh, the third book was, uh, as far as the chronological order, as far as what I write them, the third book was called Refined by Fire. And that was the uh, subtitle was The Evolution of Straight Chiropractic. And that's when I... This was really a history book, and <laughs> in fact, uh, my uh, my original editor thinks it was the best book I I, I wrote, and uh, uh, which means that I kind of peaked at that point as far as as far as she was concerned, and uh, it was it was um, 
more more of a uh, a book with a lot of uh, footnotes and a lot of uh, uh, editorial as far, as far as looking at the the historic the history of of uh, chiropractic and how it developed and how it was refined. The title of the book refined by refire. It was refined by the uh, over the years, and uh, you know, like any refining process, you try to uh, drop out uh, the uh, the. Uh, well, I guess like I can go to uh, the the refinement of uh, of the steel industry since I grew up in a yes a, in an area where they. Uh, Produced uh, steel steel mills and uh, yeah. the, and so there, there, so the purpose of in the in the steel industry was to uh, get rid of the uh, the things that were not essential to uh, the making of steel and uh, and of course the the main one is to get rid of the uh, the the slag and the uh, things that weren't important and I felt that by this time. Uh, by the time I wrote Refined by Fire, uh, and that was published in 1994, uh, that by that time we had gotten rid of some of the things that were not not chiropractic, namely the uh, the practice were fall into the practice of medicine, and uh, and so that's why that book was written uh, to demonstrate the the refining process, removing some of the misconceptions about chiropractic. And of course, uh, as I have been saying, that uh, those misconceptions were not necessarily bad things. And I think that's where we have to make the delineation, the, 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 the differentiation between chiropractic and the practice of medicine. Not that medicine is bad, it's Correct. different than, than Correct. And I yeah. think that, 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 was, that, that was important to, to get that across to people, to, to show the way in which chiropractic evolved uh, from the beginnings to, uh, uh, to where chiropractic began as a, 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 a treatment for deafness and went on to be a, a treatment for every disease. Yeah. And we've, of course, gotten to the point where, uh, where we are today in, in, in straight chiropractic, that it's, it's just a unique approach to the practice of chiropractic there are other approaches to practice of chiropractic and do they fall into the practice of medicine or do they fall into the practice of chiropractic and i think that's that's where i finally concluded with with that book yeah and we still joe still have that actively going on in the profession we call it currently uh practice expansion you know within the states here where uh chiropractors just have a passion to do more than just managing and correct and vertebral subluxation and so you have this seesaw effect going on within the profession of uh trying to do more and then chiropractors that want to have a focused practice and that's what you're referring to as a refined uh, 
uh, refinement of chiropractic is really taking that lens in on on case management and and on uh, just the uh, the philosophy, science, and art of chiropractic, and saying what are the essentials to being uh, strictly uh, chiropractor, providing strictly chiropractic. Now, uh, that's the that's the million dollar debate within the profession. Uh, and the evolution within the profession, and but you know I've uh, I've done my due diligence of reading the history books. Yours specifically, I'm reading Simon Sensen's uh, definite chiropractic guide right now, and uh, really really value understanding where we came from to to get a glimpse at where we're going in the future. And I guess the question I have for you is, um, and this can kind of be a concluding question, as you've spent your time and due diligence. Uh, you know, writing about the philosophy, writing about the refinement of chiropractic, uh, you know, what's the happy medium? How is that profession to get along? You know, and, and is it, um, is it, is there is, is there no happy medium? And I guess I've grown to, uh, you know, love the, the practice of chiropractic so much that if another chiropractor wants to do it differently than I do, that's his choice. If it's lawful, um, but my choice is to practice the way I do, you know, where is your heart now, now that you're not practicing anymore, where is your heart? for the love of chiropractic and I guess uh, what do you see what do you see with uh, the future of it and that's a really big question with maybe a couple in there but um, I'm just excited to, to hear 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 your thoughts on it um, and kind of sprinkle your your wisdom on it well I think that, uh, that a lot of uh, chiropractors over the years have uh, have incorporated other things in chiropractic as some of which are, are good things and some which um, I don't I don't think really really are chiropractic in fact uh, we use the term uh, mixing and straight which was a very pejorative term mixing and was kind of said said through clenched teeth and I, I think that we've got to get beyond that now yeah just say okay this is one way of practicing chiropractic uh, mixing it it's not the way that I choose to practice chiropractic and uh, you know in in the development of the profession uh, it was against the law in in the state of which I practice uh, to even do things that were clearly within the practice of medicine and uh, now we have yes of chiropractic and and then some people call it a broad scope practice of chiropractic yeah and, uh, you know and that's that's fine if they want to do that but you know it was illegal in 1900 when chiropractic uh, began in this in the state of Pennsylvania and uh, they have broadened it to allow it to be uh, allowed in the state of uh, Pennsylvania and uh, various other states some more and some less uh, yeah. states say you can't do anything else but chiropractic some states say well you can do uh, everything else include uh, i think there's some states that allow you to deliver babies uh, which is not something i would choose to do uh in fact i'd even do it with my own children but uh, you know some some chiropractors think that chiropractors sh should not be able to do that, and the state law allows them to do it in certain states. 
And so uh, the, the, we, they have really broadened the scope of chiropractic. Um, in fact, but now there's, there's that actual uh, differentiation whether uh, delivering a baby is a disease or uh, or wow. a disease. And, yeah. and that's, that's something that the abortion people and the pro-life people are, are fighting over. It's not yeah. something that's chiropractors. But that, yeah, so... Know, Broad versus focus scope of practice, and uh, it's 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 been in our profession forever. It still is in our profession. Um, what what do you recommend for the students of chiropractic out there that maybe maybe haven't made up their mind on how they want to practice, and uh, you know they're maybe seesaw back and forth between just adjusting the spine for vertebral subluxation, or maybe incorporating other modalities or other um, other other therapies into their practice? What do you recommend for the chiropractic student out there trying to decipher where to go? Well, I think the, the chiropractic student, first of all, needs to understand uh, what is is legally acceptable in their state because that's first have to practice according to the law. And uh, fortunately, our approach to chiropractic is is legal. Um, you know, in in most states, uh, some states say you have to do other things, and. Uh, I think that we as chiropractors have to decide what we want, what we want to do as far as other things are concerned. And then of course we have to abide by the state law yes. and, and practice according to the state That's law. That's a great answer. But I think we need to uh, get people to understand that people that come into our office, even if, it, even if the state forces us to do things that uh, we uh, don't see as part of the practice, of chiropractic, as we understand chiropractic, we have to be able to explain to people Correct. what it is we're doing to abide by state law and what it is we're doing to abide by our philosophical understanding of chiropractic uh, with its unique objective. And I think that's one of the important things that we have to do. And sometimes we may have to do things uh, that we don't want to do. Uh, I know when I was in chiropractic practice, I had a, a tuning fork that I used in the office. And and once in a while, very rarely would a, a person ever ask me that, what that tuning fork was for. And uh, because I did not, I didn't diagnose conditions in my office, but I used the tuning fork for the purpose of prying off the headdress paper when the role <laughs> became, uh, and the role ended. And, uh, and, and the, because the, the, the tuning fork had a strong uh, handle to it, and, it, and it, it was able, I was able to pry that uh, headdress paper off to get the next roll on. And sometimes that was in the middle of the personal practice. But they had, but they understood that I wasn't using a tuning fork to test their uh, auditory abilities, but to to get the headrest paper off. And so, it was kind of a joke in my office. Uh, every once in a while, when a person would see me uh, doing that, they would understand that, that that was my purpose. So it was important to un to get the the practice member or the person coming into the office uh, for the first time, uh, especially to understand 
what it is we do. And I think it's important, even if we have to do things that the state requires us to do, I think it's important that we uh, explain to the to the person coming into the office why we do that. And uh, mine was kind of a humorous one saying, well, I have to uh, get the person to uh, to understand. I got to get the, the rolled paper, the old yeah. roll one, but uh, that's not really the way I practice chiropractic. So. No, that's 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 a good answer. I think it's a fair answer for uh, the litigation happy society we live in. You know, first and foremost, uh, do your due diligence in state law and understanding the law and the practice and the standards of the profession within that state, because that that's a big deal. It's it's a big deal here uh, in my state of Minnesota, and uh, I applaud you for starting there um, with the recommendation for students and then moving from that a law and the standards and what you need to do in practice and uh, putting it together in a in a form that people can understand why you do what you do and being able to communicate that and I would like to plug uh, your books as being one of the greatest tools of education uh, for uh, students of chiropractic to read uh, so that you can better communicate that message to the layperson or practice member we call in our practice and uh, and put it all together in a package uh, to promote uh, you know something that allows people to, to benefit from a consistent basis because consistency is the key to any successful program and so uh, your your time and energy into picking up, uh, you know, where uh, R.W. Stevenson left off and and going as far as you went with your writings. I applaud you. I uh, think that there's a lot, there's a lot of uh, ambition to try to um, pick up where you left off and I'm sure someone will try to do so, but I, I don't know if anyone's going to be able to do it. So again, if you haven't read Joe's books, get them on your bookshelf now and, uh, and dive into, uh, so that you can be a better chiropractor within your state law standards of practice. Obviously, uh, do you get any closing words of remarks that you want to leave, uh, for the listeners today in regards to what we discussed? Yeah, I after after I uh, wrote I did publish a more books, published a lot of more books, I guess. And uh, a lot of people would say, "Well, you're you're kind of saying the same thing over and over again." And uh, in in a sense, I I have a, a theme that runs through my my uh, books, and that is that chiropractic is not uh, not the practice of medicine and not the practice of incorporating medical procedures into chiropractic is something totally different. Not that those things are bad, uh, but those things need need to be done perhaps by another profession, uh, whether that profession is uh, medical or whether it's uh, something in in aligned to the practice of medicine or it's still not the practice of chiropractic and we need to be careful that we stick strictly to what we do and we need to get people to understand. I think that's part of what you're doing is trying to get people to understand 
the the importance of the the uh, service that we provide to the public and the need for that that service and uh, that that is uh, our area of expertise and no one else is doing that no one else is trained to do that has the capability of doing that except the doctor of chiropractic who has awesome and his unique objective and i think that's that's what we need to to do and 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 i thought people like you who are promoting that concept and promoting uh, the importance of, of that service that we provide to the public yeah, beautiful, beautiful conclusion to today's uh, conversation. And I think you just made another request to dive into another conversation where we left off with uh, with your last book and maybe go a little bit further on our next one. So um, I have nothing but respect for you. So um, I think I got just as much, if not more, out of today's conversation than I did the, the first one. So uh, if you're willing, let's keep these thoughts. Uh, going so you can continue to share, uh, you know, what you are doing and uh, why you are doing that. Well, thank you for, for what you're doing and, and the service that you're pro providing to chiropractors and chiropractic students. And uh, I hope you will continue to provide that, uh, that very needed service to chiropractors so they can provide the very needed service that chiropractic itself provides to the public. And, uh, and and the profession can be uh, expanded and grown that way, uh, and that, that's important. And I thank you for for thank you, John. to to uh, um, participate in that in that. Uh, yeah, thank you. Let's, yeah, well, let's uh, let's pick up again here soon. All right. Okay, that's that'd be great. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you enjoyed with it by tagging us at Today's Tick on social media. If this is your first episode, please subscribe. Leave us a review. Reviews help us spread the message about chiropractic and the location analysis and correction of vertebral subluxation. Share this episode with your friends, classmates, and colleagues. And be a champion, be a hero, and send them this episode. You never know how far reaching something you think, say, or do today will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. BJ Palmer. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode. information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, mitigate, or prescribe the use of any technique as a form of treatment for any physical condition, symptoms, or diseases. Directly consult with a qualified healthcare professional for any chiropractic or medical advice. And in addition to the benefits of chiropractic care, one should also be aware of the existence of some risk. Risk associated with chiropractic care may include soreness, musculoskeletal sprain, strain, and fracture. In addition, there have been reported cases of stroke associated with chiropractic care. Research and scientific evidence do not establish a cause and effect relationship between chiropractic care and the occurrence of stroke. Rather, studies indicate that people may be consulting chiropractors when they are in the early states of a stroke. In essence, there is a stroke already in process. However, you are being informed of this reported risk.